the bronze Buddha of Kamakura, and the whale. Above the old songs turned to ashes and pain, under which death enshrouds the idols and trees with mist of sigh, where are Kamakura's rising days and life of old? With heart heightened to hush, the Daibutsu sits forever. Yone Noguchi The great bronze Buddha of Kamakura, or the Daibutsu, is undoubtedly one of the most remarkable sights in all of Japan. At one time, Kamakura was the capital of Nippon. It was a great city, of nearly a million inhabitants, and was the seat of the shoguns and of the regents of the Hojo family during the turbulent period of the Middle Ages. But Kamakura, for all its devout worshippers of the Lord Buddha, was destroyed by storm on two occasions, until it finally lost its importance. Today, rice fields and woods are to be seen in place of the glory of old. Storm and fire, however, have left untouched the temple of Hachiman, the god of war, and the bronze image of Buddha. At one time this gigantic feature reposed in a temple, but now it stands high above the trees with an inscrutable smile upon its great face, with eyes full of a peace that cannot be shaken by the petty storms of this world. Legend is nearly always elemental. Divinities, irrespective of their austerity, are brought down to a very human level. It is a far cry from the complex teachings of the Lord Buddha to the story of Amida Butsu and the whale. One can trace in the following legend an almost pathetic desire to veil the greatness of Buddha. The gigantic size of the Daibutsu is not really in keeping with that curious love of little things which is so characteristic of the Japanese people. There is a playful irony in this story, a desire to take down the great teacher a peg or two, if only to take him down in stature a paltry two inches. So many things appear to us to be done in a topsy-turvy way in Japan that we are not surprised to find that in measuring metal and soft goods, the feet on the yardstick are not alike. For soft goods, a whale measure is used. For any hard material, a metal foot. There are two inches of difference in these measures, and the following legend may possibly give us the reason for this apparently rather confusing discrepancy. The bronze Buddha in its sitting posture is 50 feet high, 97 feet in circumference, the length of its face 8 feet, and as for its thumbs, they are 3 feet around. It is probably the tallest piece of bronze in the world. Such an enormous image naturally created a considerable sensation in the days when Kamakura was a flourishing city, laid out by the great general Yoritomo. The roads in and about the city were densely packed with pilgrims, anxious to gaze upon the latest marvel, and all agreed that this bronze image was the biggest thing in all the world. Now it may be that certain sailors who had seen this marvel chatted about it as they cast their nets. Whether or not this was true, a mighty whale who lived in the northern sea happened to hear about the bronze Buddha of Kamakura, and as he regarded himself as being far bigger than anything on land, the idea of a possible rival did not meet with his approval. 
He deemed it impossible that little men could construct anything that could vie with his enormous bulk, and laughed heartily at the very absurdity of such a notion. His laughter, however, did not last long. He was inordinately jealous, and when he heard about the numerous pilgrimages to Kamakura and the incessant praise evoked by those who had seen the image, he grew exceedingly angry, lashed the sea into a foam, and blew down his nose with so much violence that the other creatures of the deep gave him a very wide berth. His loneliness only aggravated his trouble, and he was unable to eat or sleep, and in consequence grew thin. He at last decided to chat the matter over with a kindly shark. The shark answered the whale's heated questions with quiet solicitude, and consented to go to the southern sea in order that he might take the measurement of the image, and bring back the result of his labor to his agitated friend. The shark swam off and continued swimming until he came to the shore, where he could see the image towering above him, about a half mile inland. As he could not walk on dry land, he was about to renounce his quest when he had the good fortune to discover a rat enjoying a scamper along a junk. He explained his mission to the rat and requested that much flattered little creature to take the measurement of the bronze Buddha. So the rat climbed down the junk, swam ashore, and entered the dark temple where the great Buddha stood. At first he was so overcome by the magnificence he saw about him that he was uncertain as to how to proceed in carrying out the shark's request. He eventually decided to walk around the image, counting his footsteps as he went. He discovered, after he had performed this task, that he had walked exactly 5,000 paces. And on his return to the junk, he told the shark the measurement of the base of the bronze Buddha. The shark, with much thanks given to the rat, returned to the northern sea, and informed the whale that the reports concerning the size of this exasperating image were only too true. The old saying, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing, evidently applies equally well to whales, for the whale of this legend, after receiving this information, grew more furious than ever. He proceeded to put on a pair of magic boots in order to travel on land, as well as he had always done in the sea. The whale reached the Kamakura temple at night. He discovered that the priests had gone to bed and were apparently fast asleep. He knocked at the door. Instead of the dismal murmur of half-awake priests, he heard the Lord Buddha say, in a voice that rang like the sound of a great bell, Come in! I cannot, replied the whale, because I am too big. Will you please come out and see me? When Buddha found out who his visitor was and what he wanted at so unearthly an hour, he condescendingly stepped down from his pedestal and came outside the temple. There was utter amazement on both sides. Had the whale possessed knees, they would have assuredly knocked together. For his part, Buddha was surprised to find a creature of such gigantic proportions. We can imagine the consternation of the chief priest when he found that the pedestal did not bear the image of his master. Hearing a strange conversation going on outside the temple, he went out to see what was taking place. The much frightened priest was invited to join in on the discussion, 
and was eventually requested to take the measurement of the image and of the whale, and accordingly did he begin to measure with his rosary. During this proceeding, the image of the whale awaited the result with bated breath. When the measurements had been taken, the whale was found to be two inches longer and taller than the image. The whale went back to the northern sea, more utterly vain than ever, while the image returned to its temple and sat down again. And there it has remained to this day, none the worse, perhaps, for finding that it was not quite so big as it imagined. Dealers in dry goods and dealers in wood and iron agreed from that day to this to differ as to what was afoot, and the difference was a matter of just two inches.